This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. On December 18th, Elon Musk, on December 18th, Elon Musk posted a poll on Twitter. And the question was, should I step down as head of Twitter? I will abide by the results of this poll. 42.5% said no. 57.5% said yes. There were 17.5 million votes on this poll. So according to this one data set, on December 18th, Elon Musk has stepped down from the head of Twitter. He's not going to be in charge of Twitter anymore if he abides by the results of this poll. Now, there were some interesting characters that came out of the woodwork during this process. And I'm not sure if you and I'm not sure if you're familiar with a website called MySpace. It was basically the first social networking site or one of the first social networking sites back in the day. There was Friendster and MySpace and a couple small ones that were more targeted for like action sports. And MySpace was the big one. You could make yourself a profile. You could put some cool GIF animations in the background and have some background MIDI music playing and sparkly things all over your profile. And in a tweet by Tom Anderson, who's the founder of MySpace, he said, depends on who you get to run it with a little uh, scratch your chin emoji after it. So could this be an indication of some plans going on behind the scenes? We're not sure yet. There's been no talk from Elon since this poll about what's going to be happening to the head of Twitter. And all of this drama happened right after there was sort of a rug pull of new rules by Twitter. The CEO of Twitter, Elon Musk, has gone bananas, according to some, because he instated a rule for promotion of alternative social platforms. This is a policy that was added to Twitter in December of 2022. This is the place where people discuss politics, where they discuss articles that they've read. They discuss all sorts of things all across the internet and they link out to them. And that's one of the benefits of having Twitter and having a social media platform is that you can show people where to go, what to see and how to get there. Now, the new policy on Twitter was that there are prohibited platforms that you can't post out to prohibited platforms. You can't link out to them. Prohibited platforms are Facebook, Instagram, Mastodon, Truth Social, Tribal, Post, and Noster. I'm not sure what that last one is. N-O-S-T-R. And also third-party social media link aggregators such as Linktree and Linkbio. Examples, follow me and then your username on Instagram, something like that. So basically people that were spamming all of their other socials because they didn't like the direction that Twitter was headed, they would post them out onto their profile, tweet it out once or twice a day, maybe put it in their profile and say, hey, follow me on Mastodon. This is the new place that I'm going to be at. 
I'm not really digging what's going on over here at Twitter. So I'm going to be over at True Social or Mastodon or Instagram or Facebook or wherever it is. Or you can check out all my links on all these other platforms like Linktree. So Elon made this policy that you can't put those links in your profile and you can't put them in your tweets. Okay, I understand where they're coming from with this because promoting another social media platform on any platform, it drives people away, say from Twitter to go to Facebook. But if you like Twitter, you'll stay on Twitter. It's basic economics. It's basic business. And if you send somebody off to another platform and they enjoy that platform even more than Twitter, well, they're going to make the choice anyway, eventually. So you can keep them on your platform right now and offer them something that the other platforms don't have, which is something great. And if you can go over to Facebook and you can find that thing that's not on Twitter, you're probably going to stay on Facebook anyway. So that's where Twitter's coming from. Don't send them off the platform because they might find something or some place that they want to hang out instead. They didn't say anything about Reddit, though, which is a weird one, because Reddit is a pretty great place to hang out if you're looking for information, which also Twitter is full of information as well. But Reddit, not on this list. Like, surprisingly, I'm, I'm really surprised and shocked by that one because Reddit's very active. This policy was put in place December 18th at around 5 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And then the same day, December 19th, well, the next day, I guess, 12.20 a.m., no more policy. Around midnight, they yanked the policy out. About six hours later, everything was back to the way it was before. And apparently, you can link out to other sites again or still, but there's no clear indication if this is coming back or if you can get banned for linking out to other sites. And this comes from when all of those reporters, remember just the other day when all the reporters and all the journalists and all those people were tweeting about Elon and Elon Jet. Well, this all kind of loops back to that. Elon banned a bunch of these reporters and journalists, and they mostly had other accounts on other social media platforms. They had Mastodon accounts. They may have had a Facebook account or an Instagram account or something like that. And Elon saw that and they said, hey, that's a stupid idea. Like, why do we want to do this? Why do we want to link out to other people's platforms? It doesn't make any sense. Financially, I get it. You know, say if you're, here's a good analogy that one of my friends told me when we were talking about this. Say if you run a Ford Motors a dealership. You know, you're trying to sell your Ford cars, your Ford trucks, your SUVs, trying to get, you know, them to buy a, a $40,000 vehicle. Why would you talk to them about a Chevy vehicle at that point? Makes total sense. They might go down to the Chevy dealership and see something similar for a little bit less price. And they may go over there and buy that car or truck and spend 30000 as opposed to 40000 or 35000 You lost that sale. And that's what Twitter thought about with these link outs, you're losing a sale. You're losing money when people leave your platform. In about a six hour time frame, six or seven hour time frame, Twitter changed a huge, huge policy. And it doesn't exist anymore. But we'll bring you up to date on that when something comes about that. Let's let's talk a little bit about Elon leaving as the head of Twitter. On December 18th at 6:43 p.m. Eastern time. This is about 28 minutes, 20, 20 some odd minutes after the first poll, Elon tweeted, tweeted, 
As the saying goes, be careful what you wish as you might get it. This is the weird thing to say that closely after you do a poll like this. Because if you think about it, he's saying, I could possibly either maybe put somebody worse in. I'm not sure. I don't know what he means by this. It's kind of cryptic. As the saying goes, be careful what you wish as you might get it. So maybe the poll, because he lost the poll. 57.5% said yes, 42.5% said no. So according to that poll, he's leaving. But if we wish for him leaving, what does that mean? Does it mean he's going to be shutting down Twitter? Does it mean that he's going to be leaving as the CEO, as the, the, the head of Twitter now? Or is he going to just leave it with no head of Twitter? You know, Maybe there's no head and maybe it's run with a different sort of business model where everybody's kind of in charge. It's something like Valve does when uh, you're developing software for the platform or you're developing a new game. You kind of find your, your place in the development cycle. You choose that. You pick that. You think you can do your best job there. And then you just kind of work on stuff. That's maybe Elon's talking about something like that. But as the saying goes, be careful what you wish as you might get it. If you're wishing for Elon to leave, I get it. I understand it. He's a very controversial figure. And people that are listening to the show right now, you understand it as well. You may, you may love his EVs. You may love, te you may love Tesla and you may love SpaceX. You might even have a Tesla. You might've even visited SpaceX headquarters in Hawthorne. You may have even did what I did. It went down to the Starship facility in Texas. I spent 10 months down there because I believe in his vision. I believe in the vision of SpaceX and the Starship facility in Boca Chica, Texas is absolutely amazing. Absolutely stunning and insanely cool. But do you think I'm going to propose this question to you because I, I think we should all kind of think about this. If we're, if we're a fan of Elon or if we're not a fan of Elon, do you think this is kind of a little bit too much to do the Twitter thing? to do SpaceX, to do Tesla, to do Boring Company, Neuralink, etc. He's tweeted recently, he said he's not really doing as much as he used to do at SpaceX in, or Twitter or uh, Tesla, sorry. And everybody else that he put in charge, they're doing their jobs great. And he doesn't need to be there as much as he used to do. You know, he doesn't need to spend the time there. He doesn't need to sleep on the factory floors anymore. He doesn't need to live in Boca Chica, Texas. He thrives on the startup mentality. He gets things going. He hires the right people. He puts them in the positions where they will be successful and move the company forward. This show is brought to you by Backblaze. I use Backblaze to back up my podcast, my video files, all of my writing stuff and all my photos. And you get unlimited computer backup from Macs and PCs for just $7 a month. You can back up your own documents, photos, videos, drawings, projects, all of your data and access your backed up data from anywhere in the world using the web app. And you can access the files on your mobile too. iOS, Android apps, all covered. And this is the cool part. This is my favorite part. You can restore it by mail. A hard drive will come to your house with all your data shipped to your door. It could come to your business too. And you can restore return refund program. So you can buy a hard drive restore, send the hard drive back within 30 days, and get a full refund. So basically they ship you this hard drive and then you ship it back and you don't ever pay for it. 
which is the perfect program for somebody who has huge files and you don't want to waste days and days downloading terabytes and teraflops of data. And if you're worried about accidentally deleting your files, two bucks extra a month, you can increase your retention history to one year. And I use it for all of my video files. It comes in super handy. So $7 plus $2, $9 a month, and you get everything backed up. Ease of mind for up to a year. And if you use the URL backblaze.com slash Elon, you get a fully featured 15-day no credit card required free trial. Check it out. Play with it. Start protecting yourself from potential bad times. Back your stuff up. It's recommended by the New York Times, Inc., Macworld, PC World, LifeWire, Wired, Tom's Guide, 9 to 5 Mac, and more. And it's recently been listed on the NASDAQ Stock Exchange under BLZE, so you know they're legit. Backblaze is committed more than ever to bringing easy and affordable data storage that you can trust. Don't be that person that forgot to back up their important files. We've got your back. Sign up for a free 15-day trial. No credit card required. Go there, sign up, play with it. It's really powerful and it's really easy to use. So go to backblaze.com slash Elon. Backblaze.com slash Elon. Backblaze.com slash Elon. So Gwyn Shotwell with SpaceX. Without Gwyn, she's in charge of the Starship program now. Without her down at Starship, Elon would be running too thin to be able to be down there all the time. And he doesn't own a home there. There is a home on Highway 4 on the way down to Starbase in SpaceX's uh, Boca Chica Starship facility on the way down there. And it's a it's a property that SpaceX owns, and it's a, a nice home on the way down. But I don't believe it's a Elon Musk house. He has a little house that he's renting out or he's he may have bought it it's a fifty thousand dollar small home at the boca chica facility but there's no way he's going to spend all of his time down there anymore they're on a really good track to launch to orbit possibly by the end of this year or early next year so elon doesn't need to be there anymore so could this mean that elon just did what he had to do he's getting rid of the bots he put the blue check mark system in place you know you have to pay the eight dollars every month now, that's going to bring them in some revenue, but also did he shake it up enough and he can put somebody else in charge that could run the business on a day-to-day basis. And he could go back to the broader ideas because everybody fell in love with the Elon Musk that was saving the world with EVs that was saving people gas money. You know, like that was one of the, the great things about EVs and Tesla's in the beginning. And if you're a Tesla fan, you know it as well as I do. The technology at that point was light years ahead. It was, it was an order of magnitude or two orders or three orders of magnitudes farther ahead than any ice car at that point. I mean, you have a, basically a touch iPad for, to control your car. That's crazy. Well, that was crazy back in the day, but now, you know, it's a, it's a normal thing and other car manufacturers are catching on and finally not, I wouldn't say catching up to Elon and Tesla, but he doesn't need to be there on a day-to-day basis because he has people in charge to continue making these decisions and to continue building his legacy out, right? So you're always, as somebody like Steve Jobs, you always rely on the people that build your products and always rely on the people that you hire because they're experts. You hired them for a reason. You paid them all of this money for a reason. And the reason is because they do a really great job. They're experts in their field and 
This is kind of where I think Elon is at this point. Now, later on that night, on December 18th, Wall Street Silver said in a tweet, yep, he already has the new CEO picked out. Elon will retire to be chairman of the board and tweeter. Okay, so maybe he's chairman. You know, maybe he's going to move up or move sideways, have somebody else be in charge, but maybe he is a decision maker. He's one of the decision makers. Elon tweeted back, replied, no one wants the job who can actually keep Twitter alive. There is no successor. Okay, so this is a this is an interesting tweet. There's no successor to him at Twitter. Could he be shutting Twitter down? I There's no way. He already spent other people's money to buy Twitter. They want their money back. They want to make their money back. And right now, Twitter isn't making as much money as it needs to make in order to pay those people back right away. Maybe two, three years, maybe four years, five years, who knows? But the reason that Elon bought Twitter was to build it into this giant platform with a payment processor and all these other ideas that he had hosting larger video files, longer video files, monetizing video, monetizing audio, monetizing tweets, maybe like a super tweet kind of thing, like a like a YouTube thank you super chat kind of thing, or like a Reddit where you can give them awards for their for their tweets and for their posts. So you can pay somebody uh, X amount of crypto or money or whatever because you enjoy their tweets and you're a fan of their work. And they're going to make money with that. But Elon says there's no successor. Nobody who actually keep Twitter alive wants the job. What kind of company needs somebody that specialized in one role in order to stay alive? Nobody wants a job who can actually keep Twitter alive. There's no successor. Nobody wants a job. I think there are probably some qualified people out there that would really love to take the helm of Twitter and run it, make it profitable, you know, of course, discuss things with the chairman of the board, Elon Musk, in the future. There's nothing, there'd be no better job for somebody that's interested in social media than to be the the person that's running the platform. And another person that jumped in here, the 18th, Kim.com, notorious for filing for his file sharing service. Kim.com said, hey, Elon Musk, it's unwise to run a poll like this when you are now deep state enemy number one. They have the biggest bot army on Twitter. They have 100,000 analysts with 40 or 30 to 40 accounts all voting against you. Let's clean up and then run this poll again. The majority has faith in you. And then somebody named Unfiltered Boss said, Blue subscribers should be the only ones that can vote in policy-related polls. We actually have skin in the game. Elon said, good point. Twitter will make that change. So you have to pay to vote on Twitter now. So instead of power to the people, like Elon said before, he wants everybody to have a voice, a democratic voice, everybody across the land to be able to speak their mind freely. Now he's saying you have to pay to vote. So you can't speak freely. You're not speaking freely. You have to pay $8 to speak freely. 
you can't vote without paying money to this guy. So is that going to hamper any of these new polls coming out from Elon? He was supposed to abide by the first poll. If he can prove that most of those people that voted yes were bots, I get it. Run another poll, but ban those bots. Move forward. Don't make people pay money to voice their opinion. It doesn't make any sense. And that's me being critical because I think everybody should have that voice as well. You have that voice as well. You should let people know, Elon know on Twitter, that you, if you don't think that's a good idea, tell him. You know, that's the whole point. It's a democracy over there now. We're supposed to be able to talk and say whatever we want to say. And free speech absolutist, if you want free speech, don't put a paywall up for people to speak their mind. That's not the way it works. It's not the way it should work, in my opinion. And, you know, I'm, I'm a huge fan of Elon Musk. Let me, let me run this back a second. I'm a huge fan of this guy's work. I, like I said, I moved to Texas. I'm from New York. I've never, I've only been to Texas twice in my life. And both times I thought it was extremely hot. The people were nice. It was extremely hot, but I didn't want to live in Texas ever. I never saw myself there. And then I had the opportunity to move to Starbase. Well, near Starbase in Brownsville. And it was, you know, I did it because I believe in the vision of Elon Musk. So I, I admire his work and I admire what he's done, but this seems like a weird kind of weird thing to, to take up arms for good point. Twitter will make that change. He said about the blue subscribers should be the only ones that can vote in policy related polls. Now, will he roll it back? Will he say, ah, this first poll doesn't work. You know, it's not the right one because there's bots or will he say, you know what? I'm going to step down. Maybe he'll just going to change his title. You know, that's what Elon's done before. Maybe he's not going to be the, uh, the head honcho or, or have a certain t- title, the head of Twitter. Maybe he's going to just name himself, you know, twit in charge or something like that, or, or twit master or something, you know, who knows, who knows what he would say, but <laughs> you never know with Elon. He's kind of out there sometimes. Now, I really do appreciate you, you know, hanging out here with me today. And I'm glad we can have these conversations. Sometimes they're tough conversations and that's fine. And sometimes I don't want to hear this stuff either. You know, I want Elon to be the bastion, the savior of all of, you know, the humanity. I want, I want him to do the right thing. And I want him to focus on the things that are important. You know, the things that are important. Of course, free speech is important. Can we have free speech without Twitter? Yeah, of course we can. You know, you can walk outside your house if you're in America and if you're in the US, you can walk outside your house and say anything you want to anybody you want to. Can you uh, can you do anything you want to do? Kind of. I mean, as long as you don't break laws, yeah, sure. You can say anything you want to say as long as you're not harming other people. Is Twitter the place where you need to speak freely? Is this the place where ideas are shared now as opposed to in real life? And how many people are on Twitter compared to what the population is in in the U.S.? It would be a really good study to figure out population density of Twitter compared to population density of all of the U.S. Also, it's a really good platform for people to speak freely from other countries as well. And I just don't want to single out the U.S., but since I am from the U.S., it's easy for me to talk about that. So other countries, it's, it's a really great bastion for free speech. You can say anything you want to say. 
as long as you don't harm other people. And maybe if they put this policy back into place, maybe the free speech of linking out to other platforms could be, could be helpful to other people. And the EU has laws coming onto the books next year. I think it's May of next year. It's early, early to mid next year, banning people from banning platforms from banning people that link out to other sites. So this is going to be an interesting time for Twitter in the next three, four or five months, because if they put those policies in place where they can ban your profile for linking out to another site, the EU is not going to really enjoy that. And they're going to start, I believe it's a 20% on all revenue. I believe that's what it is. So don't quote me on that. I don't have the numbers in front of me right now, but there's a lot of money at stake here if they continue going down the road that Elon wants to put them on. Now, I want to say thank you for listening this long, and I appreciate your support. Of course, of course, I love you all, and you know I want you to do well. And I want you to please make your voice heard to Elon about what's going on. His Twitter handle is at Elon Musk. You can get a hold of the guy. You can comment on him. You can at him, whatever you need to do. And you can run your own polls. Nobody has to charge for your polls, do they? I don't think so. So that would be a great, great way for you to contact Elon. If you want to continue listening to Elon Musk news, please hit the subscribe button on any podcast platform that you're listening on. I really do appreciate your time today. And I really am thankful that you're here. So take care of yourselves, please, and your fellow humans. And I'll see you next time. Okay, bye-bye.